one thing I've learned after all these years, you're gonna save yourself a whole lot of tears. Don't try to figure out who was wrong and who was right. Got them moving along, baby. Hibernian Radio, show number 215, we're coming at you from the Big Corner Tavern, North Riverside, so glad to be here. We're brought to you by Madden Funds, local 150 operating engineers, Sheehy Funeral Home, Fox's Pizza, Flood Brothers, Big Corner Tavern, and Guinness is good for you. What a show we got tonight, an old friend of ours is on the show, and it just so happens that it's National Women's Day, is that right, National or... International or something like that. So uh, how fitting that we have a very famous woman on the show tonight. We have the one and only Patty Casey. She's a retired commander. There you go. Give her a hand. Let me tell you a little bit about this lady. She's 32 years experience in law enforcement. Uh, includes time spent in both patrol and the detective division. While in the detective division, she was assigned to violent crimes, the robbery, burglary, theft unit, and the Special Victims Unit. Uh, what else can I tell you? She's married with four children. Her husband, Mike, is here tonight. Mike's a retired police officer. All right. And she's currently involved uh, in retirement with, is a board member of, and a training director and ambassador for the program Bank the Blue. We'll be talking about that as we get closer. And uh, so welcome, Patty. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure. All right, so we wanted to give a little moment of silence for Officer Vasquez uh, Lazo, who was killed just last Wednesday night, right? Right, yeah. tragically. Yeah, uh, by some kid who was running with a gun and, you know, and, but uh, I guess today was his service? Uh, today was his uh, wake, okay. and tomorrow is going to be his funeral. God rest his lovely soul. And that's there's too much of that going on. You know what is funny? Before I came over, I was watching the debate uh, with Paul Vallis and that idiot Brandon Johnson. And uh, yes, he's an idiot. This is my show for crying out loud. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he's a cop hater on top of all that. And I thought, you piece of crap. Anyway, he's bad news. And if we if he gets elected, we're all going to have to leave. Yeah, I told my husband we'll be selling our house. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, and because of people like Brandon Johnson, we're saying a prayer for uh, Officer Vasquez Lazo. You know, um, there was a time when people respected the police. Mm -hmm. There was a time when you went to stop a bad guy and told them, raise your hands and drop the gun. Yeah. And they would because yeah. they had respect for the police. Right. One, and they feared the repercussions of what would happen to them in the criminal justice system. Yeah. 
There is no fear anymore. There's no. no fear. No. There's no fear. So we have to worry about all our young policemen that are out there. Oh, yeah. Um, they can sh- be shot so easily. Yeah. And... They're not even supposed to chase the criminals anymore. It's crazy. Well, they can chase them for certain things. Okay. All right? Yeah. Certain things they can chase them for, but they're monitored more closely. They're almost like um, a car chase, right? Yeah. The, there's, you know, um, the balancing act. Yeah. You know, is it worth it or is yeah. it not? Is yeah. it a felony? Is it a misdemeanor? So, you know, they can chase, but they've been um, severely restricted. Yeah. And, and the bad guy knows that. You know, trust sure. me. They, oh. they know the safety act, right? They voted for Kim Fox. They know yep. who it is, yeah. Now, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Edgewater. Okay, yeah. That's close, that's north. Right, right? It's, it's north, it's around Bryn Mawr and Ashland. Okay, and where did you go to school? I went to um, a public grammar school, Pierce Grammar School. Okay. And I went to Sun High School for one semester and then transferred to St. Gregory's. Oh, St. Gregory's, oh, good for you, yeah, yes. yeah. And how'd you get into law enforcement? Did you have brothers and sisters, or what's the deal? I had no one. You no know, kidding. Ever since I was a, a child, you know, I was the kid in the back of the station wagon waving at the police. And I always <laughs> said, I'm going to be the police when I grow yeah, up. Yeah, You know, I, I and, like the way you said, the police. And, and the police. I was. My friends now at reunions and stuff, they're like, oh, my God, you're the police. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I, I said that's what I was going to do. That's really all I ever, all wanted, ever wanted to do. To do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Mike's a police officer as well. Where did you guys meet? Um, well, Mike's your husband. Yeah, I'm, I, I, we met in a bar. Of course. Quarter, at quarter beer night. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's from, the, he's from the old country, right? He is, he is from the old country. He, he lived in County Mayo and Castle Bar. Oh, no and, kidding. And moved yeah. to Dublin when he was, you know, a little older. Okay. So, yeah, he, he's yeah. definitely from the old country. Oh, we have a lot of friends in Mayo. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's retired and you're retired because you're out of harm's way, we hope, you know. Um, but now you're working, you're still working to help fellow police officers. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I'm a board member for Bank the Blue. Right. And we are concerned about the mental health and well-being of police officers, especially in today's climate. Yeah, you, right? I'd go nuts if I was a cop. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, again, they're not protected. You know, there's a, a perception, a negative perception Stigma. about police, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and just take what happened last week with Officer Vasquez Lazo. Yeah. You know, it must be hard to get up in the morning and put your uniform on. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, there's still some public, you know, that love the police, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But there is this other side yeah. where they hate the police yeah. and they think that every policeman is bad. And the media and the politicians feed that to a certain extent, I think. They yeah. do. I yeah. mean, when a policeman is bad and there are someone, sure. there are some out there that are bad, yeah. right? Um, they show that on the news for weeks. Yeah. When oh, a policeman yeah. is killed in the line of duty or injured, you hardly hear about it. No. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. it passes a day or two and it's over. Now, tomorrow they might show the funeral. Yes. Right? But yeah. after that, you're never going to hear about it anymore. No. It's not going to be, oh, he was killed and there were, you know, so many police killed in the line of duty. So now, with days off canceled in Chicago because the police department is really short, uh, with working extended hours, uh, this can wear on your oh, body yeah. and it can wear on your mind. Yeah. So, and you know, you're working day after day after day. It's like, right. Yeah. There's a lot of policemen out there that are suffering yeah. and they're suffering by themselves yeah. because they don't realize 
that they can go to counseling or right. go to see a counselor and, and get help. And there is help out there for, for them. And that's what Bank the Blue is trying to do. We are trying to uh, educate officers that it's okay and the yeah. stigma of mental health, yes. right? And it, the stigma of mental health, yeah. And, and hopefully we can help some of these guys, again, that are suffering in silence. A lot of them have depression, anxiety, PTSD. Yeah. I think we all have PTSD. Everyone that's sure. been in the police, have, oh, yeah. we, you can't imagine what we've seen. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes when you're in a, a district uh, that is a little quicker, you know, and there's more crime, you know, you might see a shooting every day, mm-hmm. you know, and things stay with you. Yeah. You know, there's some things that stay with me yeah. that, you know, I can look back at in my mind and remember it vividly. Yeah. But it's a problem if you're thinking about this all the time or if you're having nightmares, which some policemen do. Sure. And it's hard for the young policemen that are coming on. They might be from Iowa. Now they're coming to Chicago. Oh, and it's a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah. It's, it's a culture shock. And, yeah. and they need some guidance and they need some help. So that's what Bank the Blue is trying to do. We're trying to get out to roll calls and talk to officers, not just in Chicago, yeah. but oh, okay. everywhere, yeah. everywhere in Illinois, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, I'm really excited to be part of that. I, I do their training for um, retired police officers to be ambassadors Good. and go out to health and wellness fairs, yeah. you know, uh, go talk to groups, train groups about um, ending the stigma of mental health. You know, Patty and I had a friend who was an Oak Park police officer, a very young lady, and she worked with kids, kids who had been abused or whatever, and and she just got to the end of her rope and wound up killing herself. It was so sad. And she had kids of her own, you mm-hmm. know? And... and uh, I think she, you know, had to go to a, a crime scene and there was these little kids murdered and that was it. She, she just went off the deep end and you can see how that would affect you. Yeah. It's just awful. And, and, and departments, not just Chicago, but other departments, they have to remember that, you know, there's units that work with kids that are sexually abused. There's yeah. units that work with kids that have been physically abused. Uh-huh. And there's units such as evidence technicians that go around to every crime scene that there is and take pictures oh yeah and we we think that you know okay they go home and they're fine that's not the case right um they don't ever forget that stuff you don't forget it and sometimes you self-medicate you know it ends up you know you have a a marital problem yeah and everything accumulates so you have this um vicarious trauma or your stress right is accumulating over time and again it really weighs on your mind. And we have to all realize that, you know, um, policemen are human. Right. And, and they see terrible things, and we have to make sure that we are there to support them as, as a community, as their um, bosses, right? You know, Chicago is failing in that. Yeah. You know, there's not the right um, command staff that are looking out for their officers. No. Last year, there were seven officers uh, active and retired that committed suicide right yeah that says to me there is a problem and chicago has probably the biggest suicide problem i think in the chicago police department yeah i i believe they are the biggest um agency that has officers commit suicide than any other agency in the country yeah and one of the important things and we have a lot of cops who listen to the show you got to ask for help 
there's nothing, you're not weak. Uh, you know, people will respect you when you do ask for help because everybody needs help at some point. And, mm -hmm. and, and you're, you know. And it's confidential. Yes. I, and bankthebluecom I'm going to yeah. throw out a plug, right? You yeah, bankthebluecom Yes, um, for them to email, you know, and again, uh, no one's going to find out. Their yeah. bosses aren't going to find out. You know, um, we will help. We're actually the bank. We help fund them if they want to go to outside therapy. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. And, and we are looking for partners right now. We're looking at a um, Rising Star Ranches. It's, it's Gibbs Horse Therapy, Equinine Therapy. Oh, yeah. So we're looking at different kind of therapies that our officers can go to yeah. if, they, if they come to us. Yeah. yeah. And we also work to train officers on a hotline, a crisis hotline. Cop line is 1-800-COP line. Cop line, C-O-P? Yep. Cop mm -hmm. line, yeah. And, and you can call and talk to a active listener anywhere in the United States. Oh, you might call from Chicago yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and an officer in California might yeah. pick up the yeah. phone. Yeah. Right? So you don't have to worry about calling and get Patty Casey on the phone that may recognize yeah. your voice. But right? do you do that? You listen to the calls sometimes I, and talk I to people? I don't, but I, I have um, persons that I've trained that do oh, listen to the okay. calls. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Now, let's backtrack a little bit. You got on the, you, you saw a lot of crazy stuff yourself. I did. Uh, as a commander. Uh, and I'm sure there weren't that many female commanders in your day, right? Well, at the time, when I first made commander, there were only 10 exempt that were commander or above that were female. What do you mean exempt? Um, so you, when you're exempt, when you're a commander, a deputy chief, a chief. Yeah. Right? So there were only 10 of us. But now wow. I can say that is the one good thing that has happened. Yeah. I, I think that has at least doubled, if not more. Okay. That the Chicago Police Department has been looking um, to females more good. to lead. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we're good leaders. Absolutely. You know, um, we look at the whole picture, you yeah. know. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of times uh, we make, you know, you think females are emotional. Yeah. But when it comes to doing a job like that, I think we try harder, mm -hmm. you know, because we do want to succeed. Sure. Right? So, you know, it was an honor for me to, to be a commander yeah. on the department. Where did you meet Mike, your husband? Well, I like I said before, I, I met him at a quarter beer night oh, that's right. at, at yeah. Michael J's. It was Michael J's, a, a bar way back when. Okay. And he doesn't even drink that much, right? <laughs> I was a drinker, and sure he just happened to come in. No, he's, he's from Mayo. He's not. A, he's not. <laughs> like, I just tease him. <laughs> he's not like that kind of Irishman. <laughs> um, and how many years does Mike have on the job before he retired? Mike had 26 years on, oh on the job God. when he retired. So you guys have both been around the block. Mm -hmm. And you have three kids on the police force? I have uh, three children that are in the police uh, department. Wow. Uh, they all started in Chicago. I uh -huh. have two left in, in Chicago. And one of my um, sons, he did a lateral transfer to Harwood Heights. Oh, well, that's... Right next, right next door, door right? Yeah, but yeah. a lot, a lot different, you know, than um, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, not anywhere near the type of crime that sure. Chicago has. Yeah, although crime is running rapid, it's it's Everywhere. all over now, yeah. right? You're not safe yeah. even in Libertyville. No, we, had a, we had a cop on the show last week from Oak Lawn, and he said it's not the same Oak Lawn. You know, it's bad. Um, and and why do you think that is? Well, I think we all know, right? It's because yeah. you don't get prosecuted if you exactly. uh, commit a crime. Yeah, nobody um, goes to jail anymore. Yeah. With juveniles, I mean, juveniles are a big part of this crime spree that's going on. It's the carjackings and everything. 
uh, their records get automatically expunged if they don't get arrested in six months, yeah, right? God. So now you arrest them and it looks like they don't have a record and they uh, might have 10 crimes that they've yeah, done. Yeah. Um, they're doing everything they can to keep them out of detention. Sure. You know, so usually... To get them back out on the street. Get them back out on the street. That's and all then, we need. And then you yeah. see that they've committed crimes. Yeah. Um, same thing with the adults, right? You know, there's no repercussion for committing a crime. You commit a crime, and now with the Safety Act, they want to give you a electronic bracelet, oh, you know, yeah. on your Instead foot and send you home. Yeah. There's not enough people monitoring them, yeah. right? Because no one has the staffing. So they cut off the bracelet, they go out, they commit another robbery, yeah. you know, and, you know, here we go again. Yeah. So you see a lot of these um, serious crimes, tragically, where people are out on electronic bracelets or they've just been slapped on the hand, right? Because that's what we want to do now, right? We don't want to incarcerate anyone you we know, want everyone to 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 go home and, and be free and commit another crime you know i hate to bring him up again but this guy brandon johnson tonight said they wanted to replace police officers with social workers okay in domestic situations i thought well domestic situations go south very well it was a right. domestic that cop got killed last week right yeah. Right. When Officer um, Vasquez Lazo got yeah. killed, he was responding to a domestic, a yeah. man with a gun, yeah. and, and he got killed. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I am all for counselors and, and social workers, but that doesn't mean we should lower the police department. No. We should disband anyone. Yeah. Have, let's do a pilot. Have them come with us and see how that works. Yeah. Right. And, and um, hopefully it will make a difference. A lot of people do need counseling, right, out there, or they need some sort of services. But no, don't replace police officers with social workers. Yeah. You know, oh, that makes no sense. No kidding. That's why we don't want him as the mayor. Um, not that I am taking sides at all. <laughs> yeah. right. um, I have ballast signs on my front lawn. Good for you. No. I just talked to a couple of friends of mine in the Cahills, and they were putting them up yesterday. Because if he doesn't get it, Vallis has a plan. We had him on the show three times. He oh, same it. as me. Yes, I'm exactly. Just, I'm just as popular the, as Vallis, Oh, absolutely, right? okay. yeah. You're as good as he is. But one of the things he said tonight, the police department in Chicago was down 1,700 officers. That's a lot, man. I didn't even know they had that many to begin with. Yeah, that, that's true. They are, are down. Uh, there was just a class that graduated yesterday of 275, okay. which is the biggest class I've heard of in the last couple of years. Yeah. And um, it's hard to recruit police now. Oh, of right? course it is. Sure. Who wants to come on and be the police, especially like we were talking about, yeah. when you have this perception that you have to go against, you know, when... When yeah. everybody hates you. Right. I yeah. mean, that, that's a pretty sad thing. And yeah. that, could, that can, you know, cause some mental health problems, Absolutely. too, if you go to work. You know, when we sign up to be the police, most people sign up to police to they help, help people, people yeah. right? I've heard that over and you over know, and over um, Most of the police don't sign up because they want to go out and beat someone no. or yeah. shoot someone. Yeah. You know, that's not what it's about. It's really about making a difference. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really... A sad state that good policemen get punished for what a bad policeman does. Yeah. No one hates a, a bad policeman more than a good policeman. That's good. Yeah. Now, when you were a commander, did you get any pushback from cops who said we don't want a woman commander or anything like that? Or 
Oh, no. You know what? I, I had 32 years on the job. I think I was pretty well respected. Uh-huh. I didn't get any pushback for that. Yeah, um, yeah. They, know, they knew that, you know, I worked for my position. I didn't know anyone when I came on the job. I worked hard, you know, worked my way up. You had no clout. I had no clout. Yeah. No, no. And, and now my kids have no clout because th- their clout died with me. <laughs> so they're going to have to do it on their own, too. Yeah, yeah. Right? Everybody needs a Chinaman. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but it is Chicago. Um, okay, any great memories? What are the highlights of that 32 years in law enforcement? Well, I mean, the highlights are some of the officers that I mentored, oh, yeah, right? And yeah. um, seeing the, the good policemen that they developed into. Yeah. You know, there were other times where I was on calls and, you know, a, a little child would come up and hug you or, oh, you yeah. know, or do something. I had this one little girl once that, um, it was in the 15th district, the Austin district, was it, which was pretty rough at the time. Still is. You know, yeah. um, that we had an event at the station and I let her try on my helmet, uh-huh. right, and, yeah. you know, play with my radio and the next day, we went over to Washington and Pine, and I was with my guys. We had some sort of call over there, and this little girl came flying at me. Uh, and they were like, oh, my guys were like, oh, my God, what's happening, right? Yeah, you yeah. know. So she came flying at me, and um, she said to me, oh, would you sign my arm? And I'm like, honey, I'm not going to sign your arm. Why would I do that? And she says, because you're my hero. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was really like that sticks with me. I yeah. I wonder like you know now she's got to be maybe someday she'll become a police maybe officer. she will yeah. right yeah. maybe yeah. she will so yeah. that really stands out you know um, having conversations with youth I think when I was in youth that was one of my um, greatest accomplishments because yeah, you I worked was in the youth really, division for a long time yeah right? so yeah. I I I really felt like you know I could reach some children. You know, I, I, I talked to kids that were getting ready to get out of juvenile detention, yeah. right? I, I would share my story. You know, I, I grew up poor, right? You know, um, and I had a lot of things in common with them. It doesn't matter what your color is, right? Yeah. Some, you know, when we get to the, take the time to talk to each other, we see that we're more alike than, yeah. than, than you know. Yeah. So, you know, that was... Um, some of the best things I think that that happened to me. It, it really didn't matter about awards and accolades, yeah. you know. It remem- although you got a lot of awards, I see. In I, I have, yeah, I have a yeah. few, but yeah. you know, um, that's not really what it was all about. Or about recognition, you know. It was just about knowing that you were going to work every day and, and doing something good. Do you miss it at all? You know what I I. I do miss it, but I don't miss the hours because there were <laughs> times oh, sure. that I would work like, you know, 24 7. So That's now, yeah. now it is sort of nice to, you know, have a couple hours off. Although I'm busy with my volunteer stuff. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'm doing Bank the Blue. I also volunteer at Misericordia once a month. Don't you also have a disabled uh, child? I have a disabled child, and I, I still facilitate a um, support group for, for families with special needs. Wow. So, That's terrific. you know, um, I, I, I try to, to give back. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that a, a boy or a girl? My daughter, um, oh, daughter okay. yeah, is is thirty two. What's her name? Her name is Brienne. Brienne. Yeah, okay. and she'll be she wants to listen re- on Saturday, so she'll be Hi, happy Brienne. that we mentioned. Hi, Brienne. Okay, cool. She'll yeah. be happy that we mentioned her. Yeah, she can mm-hmm. listen, 
on Global Irish Radio from 7 to 8, streaming online at GIR.ie. But more importantly, you can listen to the podcast on Sunday at HibernianRadio.org. But uh, God bless you and Brianne. Any final message uh, for everybody out there? No, I, I just want to... I remember you, you wanted to contact John Cass... Uh, last time you were on the show, did you ever get through to him? Because no, I didn't. I help I, him out sometimes. No, I, I never. I never. You know, he just had open heart surgery. I know. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I hope he's going to be okay. He is going to be okay. Good. He. I. I wrote a. I'm. I wrote a St. Patrick's Day column for him because see, he's Greek. He knows nothing about St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. <laughs> right. Uh, but so, but he, he's coming back, and I and I'd love to have him meet you one day because. You, he's a good guy, and, and he's definitely on the side of the police, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, he wrote a lot of uh, nice articles about our outgoing mayor. Okay. Who? Lightfoot. Lightfoot? Oh, he I backed know. her at one point. Yes, yeah, but he, he's, he's, he's you know what, now. and I did too. I thought she was really going to make a difference, Yeah. and she turned to be um, the most de- divisive mayor oh, i yeah. think that we've yeah. ever had in the city Beetlejuice. yeah she she really did divide the people oh absolutely ruined the city she did and and she's got blood in her hands as far as i'm concerned a lot of people died because of her mm-hmm. inaction or whatever she did mm-hmm. and you know she may not pay on earth but uh, she's going to pay upstairs someday i can tell you that she, she makes me puke. She won't get upstairs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So David Brown just resigned. He couldn't resign fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he he resigned because he knew he was going to get fired. Yeah. You know, in, in one of the mayoral um, forums, they asked who would, you know, fire him, and everyone except Lori Lightfoot said they would fire oh, him. Oh. Yeah, oh, you mean in the debates? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was another guy. The deputy, who I can't remember his name, but it, during the an officer funeral who died, uh, I think it might have been Ella, oh, yeah, Ella was, French's funeral. Yeah, and, that was the first deputy, Carter. Yeah. And he goes, what are we doing this crap for? Or something like that. And I was like, I can't believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still around, right? Yeah, and that's what that's what's hard to believe, right? Yeah, yeah that, that still, after something like that happened, and yeah. they had him on a hot mic, so yeah. they, they caught it. It was no, you know, yeah. a myth. Uh, that happened, and, and they kept him, and, yeah. and that that is the problem now. So hopefully, um, if Vallis gets in and and does what he says he's going to do, which is to get rid of the whole upper yes. command staff of yeah. the Chicago Police Department, and you know, starting from the beginning. Vallis has a son uh, who is a police officer. I don't think he's, he's in San Antonio. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another son is a fireman. Right. Yeah. Right. So and he, his wife is an ex-cop. Right, it was, wife, was yeah. she with the sheriff? Maybe uh, I, I'm not sure which department she was with. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's hope we're turning the corner. I know? hope so. You know so. Good. I hope so. Okay. I hope so. I hope we are turning the corner. Um, the police officers. All I can say to anyone listening, you know, if you see them, you know, thank them. I know sometimes they can seem a little harsh, but again. You know, if we can help improve their mental health, yes, it, it's going to make relationships with the community better, right? Yeah. They're not going to go out there and they're not going to be stressed. You know, um, they're less likely to use force. Yes. You know, uh, um, or get complaints of, of you know being rude or something. You know, they have to feel good about themselves. You know, and um, that'll be a reflection of their 
relationships with the community. You know, when we started this show, and actually it was my son Patty's idea, to, let's make the show about first responders. And I was a little cautious because two of my uncles were cops and they were tough guys. And we reached out and they just came back with open arms and embraced us. Uh, all the police. They've been very good to me. Uh, they made me the man of the year, the Emerald Society. I mean, I feel I can feel the love, oh, yeah. you know. So there's nothing wrong with telling them, hey, you're doing a good job. We back the blue. We're on your side because I think they appreciate it. And they need that. Yeah. Right. You you need to have a pat on the back once in a while yeah. and say thank you Everybody for does. what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Again, yeah. they're human. Yeah. You know, policemen are human, and yeah. that's what everyone has to to realize. Yeah. You know, we're they're not like RoboCop, right? No. They actually have feelings. Which is a good movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Patty, thank you so much. You're very welcome. You're doing God's work. And to you, Mike and your friends and your family, thanks for coming down here tonight. Uh, and come back in a couple of months and we'll do it again. Patty Casey, God bless mm -hmm. you. And thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Mike. It was my pleasure. All right, we're going to take a little break here on Hibernian Radio. But right back after these messages from our friends. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day -day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, Call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste, recycling, and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Hey, everybody. This is Charlotte Houlihan. Don't touch that dial. My grandpa will be right back some more Hibernian Radio. He said something about seeing a man about a horse. Sounds like I'm actually going to get that pony after all. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day. So they shouldn't have to risk their hard-earned dough in any get-rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz. And good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed, but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. 
They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com, or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. Hi, everybody. Your old friend Mike Houlihan here with some exciting news. We're now recording our Hibernian radio show live on Wednesday nights at Big Corner Tavern in North Riverside, where this cozy pub sits on the corner of Cermak and First Avenue at 8405 West Cermak. Everybody's invited to join us at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays for an hour of fun. Live interviews of our Irish first responders, music, Irish obits, jokes, ribaldry, and visits to Hula Town. Big thanks for this opportunity. Go out to our friends Julie Shea and Tim Justice, proprietors of Big Corner Tavern, and our hosts who prepare the delicious food and sumptuous drinks while we honor our Irish first responders each week on hibernianradio.org and Global Irish Radio. BCT is a terrific pub, and Julie and Tim acquired it about four years ago after publican stints at Duffy's Tavern. Her dad, Jerry Shea, is a retired Chicago cop who did 30 years in a job, most of it working out of the 18th District. Julie and Tim met and fell in love at Doc Ryan's for the fact's sake. Great people, great pub, great times to be had at Big Corner Tavern. Tell them who sent you. And we're back on Hibernian Radio. Give it up again for Patty Casey. Yeah. So glad you guys are here tonight. I want to remind it, you know, we're going to do the plugs and the obits now, but as we get into the show later, there's a little bit of audience participation we're going to need you guys to help us with. Okay. All right. I want to remind everybody, our friends over at the Antheneum Theater uh, over in Lakeview are doing a production. The Storm Theater is doing uh, the Shukran by Dion Bocho. I can't even pronounce the guy's name. But it's a great Irish play. And it's uh, going off Saturday, March 11th. That's Saturday. This Saturday. You know what else is Saturday? The parade downtown. And Sunday is the Southside Parade. But if you can get over there to see that show, the Shukran, you will love it. It's at the Antheneum Theater Center, Thursday through Saturday, 7.30 and 7.30. Saturday and Saturday, oh, it's at 2 o'clock. Anyway, it's going through April 2nd. Check it out. I want to also want to remind everybody that on Saturday, Parade Day, the Emerald Society of Illinois is, is uh, throwing their big celebration, uh, and buses will be provided at no charge to transparate, transport parade marchers from the Union Hall, local 399, to the parade, and then back to the Union Hall, the buses will leave the Union Hall approximately 10 o'clock, be there by 9.30. There's, a f there's free parking in the Union Hall lot, local 399 Operating Engineers Hall, 2260 South Grove Street, Chicago, Illinois. And when you do get back, there's a full corned beef and cabbage dinner with adult beverages, pop, water, finest police bagpipe band, the Emerald Society, bagpipes and drums, sponsored this year by Tullamore Dew. They also have the Wild Colonial Boys will bring their unique brand of Irish music to the celebration. And then the Trinity Irish Dancers will also be performing. And they're expecting police officers from across the nation. Several Garda from North Central Dublin Metro Division will be there. And a member of the London Metro Police Service will also be joining them. This is all 
courtesy of our friends at the Emerald Society. Check out updates on their Facebook page at Emerald Society of Illinois or go to www.emeraldsocietyofillinois.org. And that's my friend uh, Jeff Lang and, and Daniel Kearns of the Emerald Society, and they are great guys. Okay, so now, Billy, you know, whenever I'm walking down on Western Avenue and I look in the window, Ken's, Wrong's, Hearts, any of those great Irish saloons, I see the ghost of my old pal Jimmy Goff through the mist. He says to me, hey, holy, who died? Cornelius B. Connie McAuliffe, 94, of Chicago, a native of Newmarket, County Cork, beloved husband of the late Mary Joe for 60 years, dear father of Eileen, Thomas, Dennis, Kathleen, and the late Maureen McAuliffe. Just a huge, huge family, grandfather of all these kids, fond cousin and friend of many who will miss him deeply. He was a co-founding member, member and past director of the Chicago Gaelic Park, a loyal and proud member of the Operating Engineers Local 399, and a member of the Cork Association. Uh, his wake is actually tomorrow at St. Bede's. God rest his lovely soul, Connie McAuliffe. Joe Bergen. 92, a native of Kilbreedy, Rathdowney, County Leash, Ireland. Devoted husband of Anne Nancy Delaney, a native of Kula Clonsalee, County Leash, Ireland, for over 62 years. He was the loving father of D. Flaherty, uh, Matthew, John, Joe, and Annie. God rest his lovely soul, Joe Bergen. Michael Toomey. He left this world suddenly on February 21st. He was the son of the late Thomas and Jane Toomey, uh, lovingly remembered by his cherished wife of 34 years, Karen Tunney. Karen Tunney, not Toomey. Tunney, sorry. He was the devoted father of Megan, Michael M. Tunney, and Jane Tunney, and the proud pa of Andrew, John, and Kelly. Mike was the dear brother of James Thomas, Una, Francie, and Maggie. He was an adored uncle of many nieces and nephews. If you became friends with Mike which was easy to do, you became friends forever. So God rest his lovely soul. And Billy, the wake was handled and the funeral arrangements were done by Sheehy, where all the right people go. Also, two more. Nancy O'Malley Mulrooney, born in Derry Rush, Rossmuck, County Galway, beloved wife of the late John Mulrooney, devoted daughter of the late Monica, and Mark, Martin O'Malley, God rest her soul, Nancy O'Malley Mulrooney. And finally, Tom Halliburton, Tom, no, Tom Hallibert Sr., age 90, United States Naval veteran. He's a beloved husband of 61 years to the late Joanne, a loving father of Lori, Tom, Paul, Lynn, and the two late baby Halliburton girls. Oh, that's so sad. He was the adored uncle of many nieces and nephews. God rest his soul, Tom Halliburton Sr. And once again, wake and funeral arrangements were handled by Sheehy. But all the right people go. All right, we're going to take a little break here on Hibernian Radio. Stick around. We'll come back. And we're going to do some who cares for old time's sake. So stick around. With a history going all the way back to 1896, 
The International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150, and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. One hundred and ten years ago, Roger Sheehy started his family business with his sons. Sheehy's have handled a lot of Southside Irish families since then, mine included. When my late brother Willie died, my brother Danny and I went out to meet with Bob Sheehy to discuss the wake and funeral. Bob and Jimmy Sheehy are quite simply the best. But there's something else about the Sheehy's. Willie was a bachelor. He died alone. The nurses at Northwestern gave me his belongings when I went to pick up his stuff after his death. They gave me his wallet, clothes, and some cash that was on him when he died. As Danny and I discussed what suit to bury Willie in, I handed the cash, 88 bucks, to Bob Sheehy, and I said, put this in his pocket before the wake. Danny looked at me funny, and I said, just some walking around money in case he needs it wherever he's going. But Bob Sheehy said, of course. He knew I was grieving in my own way for probably my favorite brother. I'll never forget that. Sure, the Sheehy's were great through the whole thing, and as I did Willie's eulogy at Christ the King, I saw Bob standing in the back of the church, laughing along with the rest of our family as I told some Willie tales out of school. I will never forget that. And when I die, I know my old friends Bob and Jimmy Sheehy will be keeping an eye out for me and my family. They are the best in the business. The Sheehy's have been helping Irish families on the South Side for a long, long time, just like their father and grandfather before them, Sheehy where all the right people go. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News. We've always been green. Hey folks, Charlotte Houlihan here. Did you know that Hibernian Radio is now streaming worldwide on Global Irish Radio? Every Saturday night at 7 p.m. or 1 a.m. in Ireland. Yes, the Irish are always way ahead of us. Check it out at globalirishradio.com or capital G-I-R dot I-E. Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth, Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly Institution at 99th and Western, as well as in Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. You got the best of both worlds. Still owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose mom and dad, Frank and Teresa, bought the Western location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. 
They opened the doors in Orland at 73 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. You'll recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, whose great times have been celebrated for generations of Chicagoland Irish. Fox's is perfect for the whole family, pickup or delivery, or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner, whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza. It's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Fox's in Beverly at 773-239-3212 or in Orland Park at 708-349-2111. They're proud sponsors of Hibernian Radio and all Irish first responders. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Gotta love that Fox's Pizza. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, Call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. So long I 
Spoke yakky dot. Oh, and the people barely survived on a strict diet of crunchy bunks and bad food. Hey man, you want another drink? Yes. Can I get you two? This yeah. Is almost seventy years we're talking. Seventy when years. The what? Oh. Something entered his cranium. His cranium right. and wormed around his frontal lobes oh. and took him to a state of mind. Mind, yes. mind, mind. Been placed on the other side of bunkers. Welcome, <laughs> <a> crazy, <laughs> silly Scooby. Have, have a seat. Known <laughs> as. Hooli Town. Welcome to Hooli Town. Don't stay too long, though. How come? Because you might not come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Hooli Town. Why, thank you. And you're welcome. Welcome to Hooli Town, everybody. This is this is the hum the comedy section of our show. And I want to get the crowd involved in this because this is an old bit that we do. It's called Who Cares? And I read off some ridiculous celebrity news, and then it's answered with, who cares? And I want everybody to get in with it. Just follow my lead. King Charles. What? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I got a, Billy, would you please give me a hand with this door? Push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it. Okay. King Charles evicts Meghan Markle and Prince Harry from their UK home 
couple brushes off scandal with rare night out. Who cares? Come on, let me hear it. Give me another one. Who cares? Meghan Markle said, I thought Harry was rich when I married him. Who cares? All right. Kristen Cavallari reveals she recently broke up with a guy via text. I know that's horrible. Who cares? Ah, now you're getting it. Madonna, 64, report, reportedly dating summer house boxing coach Josh Popper, 29. Who cares? Haley Bieber trolled after posting PDA-filled pics for Justin Bieber's birthday. Who cares? Giselle Bungeon wants to try again and do better after Tom. Okay, what the fuck? Here's the final, Hercules. Lori Lightfoot loses mayoral race, now in custody battle with Herman Munster lookalike spouse. Who cares? Okay. All right. Close it up. Push it, 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 push it. Wait, Billy, give me a. Get that latch at the top of it. Okay. All right, good. Okay, now these are some. We're in Hooli Town, so anything goes here. This is about how you get to heaven, the Irish way to heaven. How do you get to heaven from Ireland? Well, <laughs> uh, wait, <laughs> I have to get my magnifying glass. This is a true story from an Irish Sunday school teacher. She was ha- testing children in her Dublin Sunday school class to see if they understood the concept of getting to heaven. She asked them, if I sold my house and my car, had a big garage sale, and gave all my money to the church, would that get me into heaven? No, the children answered. If I cleaned the church every day, I mowed the garden and kept everything tidy, would that get me into heaven? Again, the kids said, no. If I gave the sweets to all the children and loved my husband, would that get me into heaven? Again, all answered, no. I was just bursting with pride for them, and then I, how can I get to heaven, she said. And one little boy in the back said, you got to be fucking dead first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This, is, this show is broadcast in Ireland, so it's okay, believe me. All right. All right, here's a... Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see. Did the high to get to heaven? All right. A husband leans over and asks his wife, do you remember the first time we had sex together over 50 years ago? We went behind the village tavern, kind of like this. Well, you leaned against the back fence, and I made love to you. Yes, she says. I remember it well. Okay, how about taking a stroll around there again? We can do it for old time's sake. Oh, Jim, you old devil. That sounds like a crazy but good idea. A police officer sitting in the next booth heard their conversation, and having a chuckle to himself, he thinks, i got to see these two old-timers having sex against a fence. I'll just keep an eye out for them and see there's no trouble. So he follows them. The elderly, couple, the elderly couple walk haltedly along, leaning on each other for support, aiding by walking sticks. Finally, they get to the back of the tavern and make their way to the fence. The old lady lifts her skirt, and the old man drops his trousers. As she leans against the fence, the old man moves in. Then suddenly, they interrupt into the most furious sex the policeman has ever seen. This goes on for about 10 minutes while both of them are making loud noises and moaning and screaming. Finally, they both collapse, panting on the ground. The policeman is amazed. He he thinks he learned something about life and old age that he didn't know. After about a half an hour lying on the ground recovering, the old couple struggle to their feet and put their clothes back on. 
the policeman is still watching and thinks to himself, this is amazing. I got to ask him what their secret is. So as the couple passes, he says to me, excuse me, but that was something else. You must have had a fantastic sex life together. Is there some sort of secret to this? Shaking the old man is barely able to reply, but he says, 50 years ago, that wasn't an electric fence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you guys are getting it. <laughs> okay. All right, here's one more. Another one? One last one. Two 70-year-old men, Mike and Joe, have been friends all their lives. And when it's clear that Joe is dying, Mike visits him every day. And one day, Mike says, Joe, we both loved football all our lives. We played football on Saturdays together for many years. Please do me one favor. When you get to heaven, somehow you got to tell me if there's football in heaven. Joe looks up at Mike from his deathbed and says, Mike, you've been my best friend for many years. If it's at all possible... I'll do this favor for you. Shortly after that, Joe passes on. At midnight, a couple of nights later, Mike is awakened from a sound sleep by a blinding flash of white light and a voice calling out to him, Mike, Mike, who is it, says Mike, who is it? Mike, it's me, Joe. You're not Joe. Joe just died. I'm telling you, it's me, Joe. Joe, where are you? In heaven, said Joe. I have some really good news and a little bad news. Tell me the good news first, says Mike. The good news is that there's football in heaven. Better yet, all of our friends who died before us are here too. Better than that, we're all young again. Better still, it's always springtime. It never rains or snows. Our wives are here too and young and pretty as ever. And best of all, we can play football all we want and we never get tired. That's fantastic, says Mike. It's beyond my wildest dreams. What's the bad news? You're in the team for Saturday. <laughs> Okay. <coughs> Should we take it home? Wait, no, what? Oh, everybody. Thanks so much. We're here everywhere. Next, <coughs> excuse me, next Wednesday night, the one and only Alamo Lynch will be here. Yes. Duke Alamo Lynch will be here next week. And boy, does he have some stories to tell. So tell your friends, come on out here every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, Hibernian Radio at Big Corner Tavern. Yeah. God bless you.